Aquarius. Listen, I've been wanting to do this since Friday, but this was for you. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. You already saw by the title. So this one, I normally, you guys, I normally do um, a sensual sacred energy exchange or um, t oracle reading on Saturdays, you guys, but I've been a little bit busy. And um, Sunday, I heard this song and I'm like, nah, I have to come on here and do something for my Aquarius babies. That song remind me for you for some reason. When I think Aquarius, I think outgoing, creative, innovative thinker, full of life. So I, what I did for this one is... Um, I'm still learning about all of the different signs and how you present. So I wanted to take a sapiosexual approach. Sapiosexual meaning that we can get turned on, right, by learning things. And that's very much a part of my personality. Listen, you start talking intellectual to me, <laughs> right? And so I wanted to have fun. I wanted to invite those of you who love Aquarius, or if you wanted to learn a little bit more about the fire that burns within you it is going to be a little bit more on the sexual side but that's okay we're going to learn about your sexiness together and that's where the knowledge and the intellect part comes of it now what i've done is i've pulled a card from the um tarot of sexual magic i also will be referring to the tarot and sex erotic mean meanings of the 78 cards and i'm also going to be um, reading for you from the um, erotic astrology book all right let's so let's get into it you vibrant thing oh my gosh i'm like i'm so excited i didn't even think to um which order i wanted to do it in okay i think what i'll do is you're gonna see on the thumbnail that I decided to go with the um, Queen of Swords, okay? The Queen of Swords, and I think it's going to say it in the tarot and sex um, erotic meanings of the 78 cards. The The Queen of Swords is what would be considered the... Um, hold on one second. I'm going to get this right, you guys. They have like Earth, Fire... Um, wind earth wind and fire no earth wind no oh my gosh you guys earth um fire water and i'm forgetting the fourth one don't kill me but for the decks for the 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 stack of decks yo oh am i getting tongue-tied uh you guys are air right and so i decided to focus on of the air elements the queen of swords but your card actually is the sun card um but we're not going to have time to go into that one but every time you see the sun card in a reading know that that's a representation of you in case you didn't already know that so i decided that um to pull from the queen of swords and that's what you're going to see on your thumbnail and i just absolutely love that what she's in um there's that royalty that regal essence right we've been talking a lot about the queen on the board when it comes to chess and this is definitely a queen you know in the poshness in the elegance you know um and what I love here too, I don't know if you can see it in the picture, but at the bottom it does have the sword. Um, and 
we see that um, she's just embracing her femininity. But one of the things when, because I've been looking at the other decks and because of the way she's presenting, there's something different about this divine feminine, right? One of the things about Aquarius is you guys bring femininity in different and creative ways. Sometimes it will be with the purple here, with the pink here, or with the different color lips, excuse me, different color lipstick or, you know, a different fragrance, but you're probably that girl that's driving the yellow or the pink car or the lime green car. Like you just do things differently and create it creatively, but you have an essence of um, femininity with it. Now there is a divine masculine on here. Um, I might come back on here, but she is looking at the portrait of the divine masculine. And so I want to encourage you, especially for my divine single, you know, Aquarius babies, that is a man that is definitely marrying back to you, the royalty. We've been talking a lot about the knight in shining armor. And um, we've been talking a little bit about how the only time you put down your sword is when he is on bended knee. And you can see that he has his sword there too. So it's like king of queens, king of queens, matching each other's energy in the in the regal. Don't settle for less, okay? Don't settle for less. And I love that you can tell that he's just as creative in his um, attire, right? He's bringing it just as much as you are. So I want you to, to continue to hold that standard. Now, the other thing that I noticed here too, is she has a something that has to do like with sewing, and so, again, it just speaks to creativity. It's, it's like one of those things when I remember when I was in um, taking classes in high school and you put all the pins in, the, in there. Um, but that's mostly like when you're trying to put together like a, a dress. These are not sewing needles as much as these are the ones that you, you see how her, her top is fitted and it's custom and it's made just to her. It's like, that's what makes things so unique, I think, about the divine, about the um, Aquarius too. It really does speak to your personality, I think, in so many ways, because you um, you customize things according to you. You customize what femininity means to you. You customize what financial abundance means to you. You customize what eloquent and regal um, communication means to you customize the things around you. And I think that's one of the things that really makes you stand out from the rest. Now on the description here, um, the little book that it talks about, it says for the queen, this is all about exploring, right? So if we ever pull this card again in the sensual sex oracle readings that I do in the future, this is all about exploring, right? And so it says, um, oh, yeah. So in this card, you're going to see on the thumbnail, it talks about the magic of the black candle. Y'all know I love my candles, but it's so like, okay, what does this, the black candle have to do with anything? It talks about solitude is not death. Now, one of the things I love about this, and this is going to be important for you, Aquarius, I think, moving forward, because I remember reading this, this little paragraph. I haven't read the rest of the other stuff for the, you know, the books and stuff, but it just occurred to me right now as I'm doing this, your birthday always comes around the one of the coldest times in the winter. Like right now I have the heat on, I'm by the fireplace, came back from my walk, my fingers are still cold and I've been inside for a while, right? And 
one of the things I remember this too, because my 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 niece, she's born in, under Capricorn, if I'm remembering it correctly, but cold, 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 snow outside. Everybody's, you know, in a winter type of mode. And we've been talking about even I think in the black community about, you know, the whole Kevin Samuel's statement of winter is here. So that means that a lot of us are hibernating. We're in solitude. We're not out and about and moving around as much as we do and will be in the spring, right? But it says here, solitude is not death. No, solitude, the things that you do in solitude is when you fortify yourself, when you refresh yourself. This is the time when, you know, you customize things to yourself. Like I, I will say, share this. But the reason why I want you to understand that solitude is not death. Like um, I've been paying attention to growing out my hair, and it was one of those things where I looked in the mirror this morning and I saw like start. I could feel the results. I could feel the extra thickness, the length coming in. But when I saw the sheen, no gel, no nothing, no, just beautiful crown of glory, right? And so in the solitude is that when you do the, the, do the, do the beauty rituals and you, you know, take on classes to better yourself, that is when you, you know, we talked about this, um, I'm going to move on to the next stuff, but that is when you, you see the little knitting thing that she has, I don't know what to call it, but the little sewing pad, when everybody else is making their gown, there's that moment before it goes out you know, onto, onto the runway and, and it's worn. And in that solitude is when you step back and you look and you see, what can I do to make this dress better? What can I do to bring it in to make it fit, you know, my curves better and to accentuate and to hide some of the flaws or to, you know, make some of the hems, the hem even. The solitude is not death. That is where you, you, you know, become the best version of yourself. It says, an a undesired partner may be sent away, even at the cost of breaking your own heart. Ooh. 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 Now we're talking about love. We're talking about the things that turn you on. Um, we're going to be talking about the sexual meaning, but what I love about this is, you know, we, in the picture, she has a very much divine masculine. This is not a, um, for the sake of this, I'm not going to say it's not a knight. This is a king. This is another regal person that's in the portrait and she's holding that standard, right? And remember, we're in Queen of Swords energy. Queen of Swords energy is about cutting away what no longer serves you right? All right, let's move on to the next one. I'm going to read from the book, um, Tarot and Sex, the Erotic Meaning of the 78 Cards. So what I did is I, I decided to pull again the um, Queen of Swords. So when it comes to sex, it says, this card speaks about a partner who has very high requirements with a strictly defined vision of the sex he or she likes and again when you look at the card in the thumbnail like that is high requirements right and it's so funny because it said an undesired partner must be sent away so this is like Aquarius is setting the standard high standards right refined vision of what they like 
And this type of person is not just going to be with any and everybody. I love that about you, Aquarius. Like, mm. Now, it, 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 it does say here, y'all. It does say here, y'all. It says, um, it's using he, but I think that this author might have just kind of, you know, it should be she because it's Queen of Swords. But it says, um, we'll give you literally instructions what to do, how and where, and rationalistic approach to sex. And, you know, I can understand the rationalistic, and that kind of makes sense, too, because this is a sapiosexual oracle. So we're dealing with the rational. What What is the intellect behind it or the, the knowledge behind this person? But this one, for those of you who have an Aquarius, we're going to go into the sun. If your partner or the person you're interested in is an Aquarius sun sign. But when you start to get playful and they're an Aquarius, listen, if they like to give you the instructions, give it back to them. This is the type of person that you have little cards around, like in their car, on the mirror, on the bed, next to the, you know, bath. I want you to meet me at this place. I want you to, you know, do this or that and whatever and this is the stuff you whisper in their ear or you play music telling them what to do you know like have fun with it right i love it so but it also says here um now now we're gonna talk a little bit about the shadow side aquarius because i want you to be aware of it in a way that you can alchemize it if you're having a hard time in your relationships um, especially when it comes to intimacy, right? Because intimacy is about intimacy seeing, right? And I'm sharing this because I want you to understand how you could potentially come across to your significant other and for you to alchemize the situation. So here it says, um, sex describes in this, oh, grammar on this one. Sex described in this card is without deeper emotions, without passion, it can be quite cold, a cold sexual act in classical positions, but with a oh, with a lot of moans and screams. So understand that. I mean, one of the things that comes across is you're very articulate about what you want and how you want it. Um, but I'm going to encourage you also another way to alchemize it is listen to what they're saying and what they're telling you that they want to. If you're in a relationship with this Aquarius, listen, we talk about mirroring relationships, right? And sometimes that person that comes into your life is to teach you these things. They're showing up that way for you to teach. And so it's interesting to me that sometimes in a twin flame relationship, you can be timid and shy. And you've never really said, touch me here or hold on. You know, we talked about the last or the last Oracle was like, uh, I think was it Sagittarius. They can hold the A position. It's like, hold the A position just a little bit more. Like that, if they're, if that person is coming across to you and that's their significant other, I think divine feminine, the sun sign, learn from them, like how to articulate what it is that you want. You should never feel afraid to do that. But again, coming back to Aquarius, if you're that sun sign that you can tend to come in without the deeper emotions, you know, take time with yourself to understand you wouldn't want someone to to be like that with you. And you wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of it. So just bear that in mind. And if you've had a little bit of rough spots in past relationships, this could be a reason why. Right? So it says here, 
It also shows a lot of talking during sexual act, explaining to a partner what he should do. So um, it talks here about the combinations, but I won't go into that. Now, when this card shows up in the upright position, right? These are the beautiful things. These are the things that we love about you, Aquarius, when it comes to, to relationships. I think that if you're dating an Aquarius sun sign, or if they have this in their Venus or their Mars, um, and I think there's another one, or their Jupiter, I believe. These are the things that we love about you. This is why you're worth the chase. And don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise, right? These are the things that you embody, right? You're an intelligent partner, okay? I love it. I love that this is going to be my first sexual oracle because right off, I'm picking up on the intellect, right? For you to get to be to royalty on the board, you have to have a higher way of thinking, a higher intellect. You don't move like anyone else. You're, it's about strategy. You come from a lineage or have harnessed a lineage where it took mastery, intellect, understanding the strategies of war, how to dominate for your family and for you to get into those positions, right? And um, And so... You're not just anybody, a pawn on the board or that type of thing. And you demand that from yourself, but also from others, right? When you see that card, it says that you're willing to send away the undesired partner. You're also independent, all right? This one, y'all, this is going to be a long one, isn't it? Independent, absolutely love it. Great for uh, Aquarius male um, sun sign. For, independent, for my independent women, uh, we've been talking a little bit about have to manage that. It's okay to be financially independent, financially stable, but allow your masculines to show up in royalty for you. Allow them to show up with for you as a knight in shining armor, as the king, right? Um, I'm going to kind of try to rush through this. So their experience, relationship. Okay. So loving the right up, right, means that it can mean relationship without passion. Um, that you have common interests, that you can be diplomatic in solving problems with a partner. And it's funny because you have to think about the, the um, conversation style. Like I already kind of get the sense of they're telling you do this, do that. I want this. I want that. Da, 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 da. It can be a little bit cold, Aquarius. It can be because if you're diplomatic and more intellectual, I want to encourage you to look for words that add... Um, that are sexy and sensual and soft and magnetic and, and you know, um, add a little bit more fire and spice to the things that you're doing. But um, also, I think that even I think both divine feminines and masculines can come across as diplomatic. And so you can have a masculine that like, dang, my Aquarius, she's feminine, she's soft. And but when you talk to her, she could be a little bit rough around the edges or very just like cutthroat, very queen of sword energy, right? Just like she's not going to be the one that says, babe, I need no, she's going to be like, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> right um if it also shows up yeah we'll, we'll just keep this one positive um some of the if it shows up negative or shadow side these are things you want to just consider if you're having rough spots in your relationships or an intimate intimacy prudery ah that's interesting i don't have time to go into all of this you guys but hey um 
I don't know what that word is. I don't have time to Google it. False morality, loss of beloved one, intrigue, vanity. Listen, I'm not even going to knock you on the vanity. I feel like if you're into vanity, that should be in the upright position. I'm going to take the executive decision of of not digging you for having vanity. I'm vain myself. So (laughs) conceit um, on the negative side, it could result in wickedness. Now we want to handle that. We don't do wickedness over here. And that's why it's in the reverse or upside down. Cunning, sexual coldness, emotional inaccessibility. Emotional inaccessibility. I will say this to anybody who is listening to this. I think that that's one of the things that we've been talking about. You do not want to be involved with a masculine that is emotionally inaccessible. And so divine masculine, if you were coming across inaccessible, then we're going to have to cut you off, right? right? Because if it's one thing that divine feminines show up with is the emotional accessibility. And in the downright also is relationship of convenience. So if this person is not balanced and they're in their lower vibrational, this is going to be a smash and dash um, type of situation, very much 50-50 relationship of convenience. But when he, you know, gets to that level where he's making a six-figure earner type of thing, the convenience has been that that area has been solved and on to the real queen on to the you know so just keep that in mind now here we go good thing i marked it because i only have nine more minutes you guys it might be a little bit longer because i want to spend the time on it for you as part of my little birthday gift to you so i'm gonna read about the sun in aquarius and this is according to the erotic astrology book um the sex secrets of your horoscope revealed by phyllis vega um but this this book is so much more. It's it's actually a science to it, um, and we will continue to go through it. When I tell you it's going to take me like the three years to master all of it, it will because um, she the thing with her book. Um, I just want to make sure that you guys understand the context that I'm giving you because it's so much more than this. But um, she goes into your Mars, and she also goes into um, the combinations between the sun and Mars, and she also goes into the moon and Venus. So I, uh, maybe next year, what I'll do is I'll go into the moon and Venus, but this year I'm knocking out the sun. Haven't even gotten to the Mars. Um, so on and so forth. And then she has an affairness table. So this might be just a little pinch over 30 minutes, but I want to go over, like I said, um, the sun in Aquarius, it's going to talk about in bed and then the turn ons and turn offs. Okay. So I'm still here rocking to the (laughs) I love this song so much. What I do with Daddy. Hey! <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys. I don't know. All right, so let's get into it. So it says, Sun in Aquarius. It says that individualistic. Oh, you guys, you guys know I'm a word person, so I'm going to try to just read through it without too much going on here. But absolutely, when I think Aquarius, I absolutely feel. Hold on. I have to baby my finger because I heard it. 
individualistic. We talked about that earlier. You're that person that's out there. You stand out from the rest, right? Turn that down because I'll be distracted. Individualistic, unconventional water bearer possesses an elusive quality that's difficult to define. Mm. Although most members of this sign are inherently eccentric. Yes. You know what? I really want you, I really want you to understand. These are the things that make you worth the chase. I know we're talking a little bit about the, you know, sexual side of things, but I want you to think about these words and what they mean in terms of even at work and your personality and your relationships with family, with friends, with coworkers, on the job as an entrepreneur, right? Individualistic, unconventional, can be elusive, right? Um, Eccentric. Others seem to deliberately cultivate eccentricity as a lifestyle. It says, with such a paradoxical nature, there's really no such thing as a typical Aquarius. <laughs> you're an individual. You're an individualistic. Sorry, y'all. You're an individualist who is often involved with groups, a loner who hates being alone. Because the Aquarius is fixed quality, you can be headstrong and inflexible, and your airy nature may make you appear aloof and impersonal. Okay, so just keep that in mind. A born rebel, you confront the world on your own terms. I want to see you do more of that, 2022. Be it you're a born rebel, confront the world on your own terms. You truly enjoy being different, and if something you do or say shocks people so much the better you know what I like it makes sense I think why like the Aquarius is I know yes <laughs> I'm telling you this is why we love you I'm not even gonna lie mm-hmm. let me okay so intellectually and technologically oriented love that okay so for those of you who are a little bit younger kind of trying to figure out I would recommend you do your natal chart but um, technologically oriented, some, in case you didn't know. Aquarians are most comfortable in the company of people who share their unusual interests and ideas. With the head crammed full of thoughts and ideas about tomorrow, forward-thinking Aquarius has difficulty staying focused in the here and now. And that's okay. I think, you know, it, it calls the balance. I like this as opposed to some people, especially for a fixed sign, um, some people stay stagnant or in the past. And so I would actually say this is a good thing about you too. Um, just interesting perspective on this. It's calling you to, to be in the present, but I'm always going to commend you about thinking about the future. Um, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. So it says close relationships are important to you, but casual acquaintances are easier for you to sustain than intimate ones, right? So I think that came up in that last, that card that we were reading. It can be a little bit difficult for you. So this kind of gives you an insight. You might want to sit with some of the words that are here and understand how you're coming across to other people and raise the vibration, alchemize things a little bit, add a little bit more ingredients or understanding about yourself, And um, I'm going to say right off the bat, I would say that because you're an intellectual person, you're going to seek out those things now that you understand how you're coming across to other people. 
And listen, whoever ends up with you, once you get the intellect for that, it's going to be a bigger. Oh, it says, yeah, so close relationships are important to you, but casual acquaintances are easier for you to sustain than intimate ones. Um, and I think that if you're dating a sun sign, like pay attention to that, pay attention to that for real, because it's going to tell you how to move. Like this is the game book right here. I'm not even going to play you a, um, genuine humanitarian. You believe everyone is equal yet. Even when you care about the welfare of the world, your air of detachment makes you appear unapproachable. Okay. And I think that that's going to be important for you, um, especially in a, in a um, workplace setting. <clears throat> and I almost see you as all, um, this speaks to me volumes of like a nonprofit organize, organizer, if not involved with it. And so you can be like-minded, but just pay attention to how you're coming across, right? Because you do care about the welfare of the world. Um but the air, the air is what's getting you. Let me um close out this segment because you guys know I can only do 30 minutes. And then I'm going to close out the rest of the... It, it's quite a little bit more of, of reading to go here. All right. All right, let's go. So it says, um, Your desire for independence causes you to shy away from any relationships where your freedom may be compromised. That's deep. Now, you know, I think that this speaks to self-awareness. If you didn't already know this or you haven't heard this anywhere else, understand that for yourself. I think embrace that and um, but understand how to heal that and articulate that. I would say that if you're dating a, a Aquarius sun sign, you know, allow them to be free and carefree. Um, And so if, if, if you, you're going to want to check if what they start to distance themselves, if you started to infringe on their freedom and what that means, this is one of those um, couplings where it sounds like there's going to be, because remember, one of the things I've talked about is when it comes to relationships, and I think even twin flame relationships, it's not necessarily just about who you date, but if you're a divine feminine, divine masculine, we're doing a lot of marrying with people that we meet every day. So there, this is, this is going to mirror to you the importance of boundaries. Now, Aquarius, if anything, you're probably going to be okay because we already learned that y'all like to be telling us, do this, do that, touch me here, do that, da, da, da. And so, but it comes out in other places. You're going to be that boss at work that's going to be telling people, you know, like micro-organizing, macro-organizing, very vocal about where and how things need to be. And so, again, I think that if you're in a relationship with Aquarius, it's like you're learning to articulate boundaries. I think that you'll be okay. So, for the bedroom... What is Aquarius like in the bedroom? It says, Aquarians are open. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Aquarians are open to suggestions and generally willing to experiment in the bedroom. As an intellectual, your initial reaction to things are more cerebral than physical. 
you know, I, I don't want to get too naughty on here. I don't. Um, I'm going to leave this to your partner to figure out. But I would say spend a little bit more time. That's where foreplay comes in. You, If you react to things more cerebral, um, you know, I think your partner hopefully will understand to stimulate your mind, like very much sapiosexual, stimulate your mind first, but give your time, your body time to catch up. And so then that's where you're setting the mood and you're lighting the candles and it's things that go throughout the day, the small acts and love language that goes on throughout the day that allows the physical, physical to catch up to that, right? I love it. Aquarius is not especially sentimental or romantic, but water bearers are super idealistic. Man, this is so deep, you guys. I'll, I'm going to try to remember to keep the comments open because you can tell me if you identify what it, some of the things that they're saying here. But um, it, this is a beautiful no, new, nuance because I think that if I see, you know, a um, for both divine feminine and masculine, you, I will explain it. This This is the best way I can explain it. I have a friend that's Libra. Libra is in there, I believe, with air. And they're just unbothered um, with things, um, and it can make them seem cold. But what it is is, they're not cold. They can't seem distant. Um, but the thing is, idealistic can almost seem romantic, right? So I think that when it talks about sentimental or romantic, they're not looking for the fluffy stuff. When you talk about super idealistic. To them, you know, I'm just going to keep going back to that card. Like um, when the divine feminine is looking at the divine masculine, the portrait of him, that is super idealistic. When you think of a like knight in shining armor, a king, you know, the posture is there, the the power, the authority. You know, when you start to look at what they wear, those the things they wear signify how many wars and what they've conquered and how high up they are in the world. And it talks about, and so to me, when you're talking about relationships, it's about how they show up. So this is going to be a person that's very idealistic about what it means to be your sexual partner, very idealistic about what it means to be your husband, idealistic about what it means to be your father. And it's not going to be the fluffy things, you know, it's going to be the, this is going to be someone that when they are balanced, they're going to understand. So in the bedroom, if this is this is probably like a little bit more intense and I'm probably coming along it's it's probably cerebral and I can identify a lot with Aquarius because I don't really think you understand like what I'm trying to tell you is he is super idealistic if he's going to show up in the bedroom and he understands that his role is to please you is is it's going to be some intellect behind it and it's going to be super idealistic in terms of how many times he wants to, you know, make you feel something and how long he wants to go and make sure that it's done correctly. Like, you heard me. <laughs> it's not the fluffy stuff. So, I don't know. So, it says, a person interested in winning your love can skip the moonlight, flowers, and poetry, right? That's the sentimental stuff. That's the soft stuff. Mm. 
However, if he or she betrays your trust in any way, hmm, it says, it says, however, if you, if he or she betrays your trust in any way, you're not likely to forgive or forget. So this is talking from the standpoint, like if you're the person that's interested in Aquarius um, and that love interest betrays your trust in any way, you're not likely to forgive or forget. Listen, Scorpio to your Aquarius, me neither, like, don't cross that boundary. It goes back to that that sentence where they're talking about the, the boundaries, right? Let me see if I can find the sentence. Anyways. Don't do it if you didn't query your son. Do not betray their trust. Point blank, period. Not likely to forgive or forget. Tread lightly. Pisces are also the same way too. Pisces, son, once you cross that boundary uh, where they have to put their guard up to try to trust you, it's very hard to come back from that. Don't do it. I think that should be the standard across the board, but this one is letting you know not likely to forgive or forget and it's for both divine feminine and divine masculine if i have more time i would read from another book for you maybe i might since we're in aquarius maybe maybe don't hold me to it i might read from it next week but it, it gives you more insight into how they how they are in relationships there are some women that are willing to take back you know betrayal after you know betrayal of trust but this one is letting you know, like, I pay attention to these type of things, both feminine and, and masculine. Don't do it. On a physical level, Aquarians tend to be low-key. Um, letting the other person take the initiative. What? Aquarius, you really be out here, but now all of a sudden you're going to be shy, like low-key? I'm going to tell you, if you're the masculine, you need to balance that out and go for your girl, like, don't don't even play yourself. That that might be something that you need to balance out in yourself. But divine feminine, I think that you're gonna be okay. Let the other person take the initiative. It, it'll come more naturally to you. But divine masculines, you gotta <laughs> man up a little bit and and balance that part out of yourself. So it says here. However, any in however, any approach needs to be subtle and tactful. I am here for it, you guys. Um, we've been looking a lot about how, you know, one of my favorite shows to watch is Melly Monaco when she does a pineapple show and she has a young lady come on and the young man has to come on and pre- present himself. And it's interesting to, I think it's going to help conversations because people pay attention to how confident are they appearing. Um, is there a sense of humor? How are they presenting? Are they well-groomed? And so here, it's like, if you want to, if you are wanting, so this is going to be a f- advice for the masculine. If you're wanting to approach a um, sun Aquarius, then you've got to be subtle and tactful. You're not going to run up and be like, hey, yo, yo, what's going on? Da-da-da-da. No, no, no. Needs to be subtle and um, tactful. And you're an intellect, so I'm sure, you know, um, she's going to be an intellect. So you're going to need to um, be able to Google and understand what subtle and tactful mean. <laughs> I'm sorry if I sound a little shaky too. I'm I'm really cold and I, but it's, yeah. 
And so I'm starting to shake. Let me put my head, my hoodie on. Right. I'm fine though, you guys. Like sun outside. I got the heater on, but apparently because I'm using up energy and talking, and I'm excited. Now I'm starting to shiver a little bit. So, but I'm fine. I'm inside. <laughs> Um, it says, and that happens after I go walking. I know TMI, but it's it's because I went for a walk and it was cold outside. And so it says, you can be coaxed and seduced, but you refuse to be dominated. Oh, y'all, I'm a little bit of a nerd. You can be coaxed and seduced, but you refuse to be dominated. That's crazy. Listen, it says romantically, you're something of a slow starter <laughs> but once you get going you make a passionate imaginative enthusiastic and considerate lover i definitely picked up on that on the way that the author wrote this book i definitely picked up on that and that's okay right what's that one song by um i think janet jackson let's take our time before it's too late let's take our time Mm, add that to your playlist aquarius lovers that's okay i think you know it's nice to hear that i think in a world where it's very much like smash and dash pump and dump type of thing you know, restoring it back to the core values too. And, and, you know, it's funny how the author is looking at it, but I'm going to call it, it's sentimental that you're going to, you know, want to do things slowly and a slow starter. Um, It's funny how we have our biases about certain people and type of thing and how we read into it. But I think that is sentimental. I think part of the slow start and why it is because um, when you start to deal with cerebral, it has to make sense to you, right? I think that's what I would say. It has to make sense to you. If it makes sense to you, then that's when you're you're going to step up and, and take on, you know, okay, this relationship makes sense in my mind. And then that's when it starts to get to your heart space, right? Um, your natural your natural curiosity encourages you to experiment with creative ideas in bed and out. Listen, if you're on the receiving end of a um, Aquarius sun, I don't know how creative it's gonna be, but it could be a little bit funny. Have fun with it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say anything, but. Oh, man, that's funny. Because when they said creative, my mind went there and I'm like, how creative are you finna be, Aquarius? <laughs> Ooh. This is a delightfully sexual being lurking beneath your cool intellectual demeanor. <laughs> Listen, not just pull some people's cards, because I know y'all going to be looking at some Aquarius sun masculines out there that are like bosses. And you're going to mess around and ask him. He's going to be some CEO somewhere. You guys are going to be going to these, to these expos or golf courses. And he's going to have this exterior where he's like very cerebral and intellectual. And you're going to, he's going to say he's an Aquarius sun. Let's just pull this card right here. There is a delightful sexual being lurking beneath his cool and 
intellectual demeanor. It says, and the lover who recognizes this is in for a long, for a wild ride indeed. <laughs> oh, I know I'm being so bad because I know like Scorpios, we don't like, listen, I would just skip over uh, Scorpio. I don't like to be, but I pulled you guys' this card. This is everybody, now everybody knows. Now everybody knows your card got pulled on that one. I'm going to call it. <laughs> So it says, despite this, some part of your emotional nature is always held in reserve, so you never totally lose either your head or your heart. I can respect that. I can respect that, especially if you're talking about um, Queen of Swords dominating on the board. That type of thing. Yeah, I wouldn't try to convince you to do otherwise. That's what protects you sometimes from lower vibrational stuff. Remember that card um, on the on the thumbnail you're looking at um the little guide section for that said that you send away undesired partners and so if you're having to assess people and make sure if it makes sense that means you're sending away undesired partners but only allowing yourself to be vulnerable with with the best what matches you right so turn ons and turn offs it says, as befits an air sign, Aquarians approach sex mentally as well as physically. Your bedroom antics are greatly enhanced when you're able to share your thoughts and ideas with your lover. I love that. That is so cute. Your natural curiosity inclines toward creative experimentation between the sheets. Ooh. A delicious eroticism lurks beneath the surface of your outwardly controlled manner. And the partner who is able to tap into it and can look forward... Oh, okay, it says, and the partner who is able to tap into it can look forward to good times in your bed. Physically, you are strong, strongly sexed and passionate. However, your mind is easily distracted, which can cause you to ignore the needs and desires of your body. So I'm going to tell you right now, in case you didn't pick up on it, but this is the type of person you don't want to have too much distractions like going on and around them because then they're going to get distracted and you're going to get your feelings hurt. Like It could be that simple. So it says, when this happens, a few verbal reminders of the delights you are missing are all it takes to inflame your lusty libido. Because your mind and imagination are your major erotic zones. Yes! Listen, when I tell you this is the perfect um, one to read for my first sapiosexual, this is it, Aquarius, right? Your mind and imagination are your major erotic zones. And you respond to readily, you respond as readily to spoken intentions as to physical stimulation. So this is the one that you leave him a voicemail message telling him, giving him instructions of what you're going to do and what he needs to do and what nots. Okay. It's the spoken instructions, the, it says here, um, spoken intentions, the physical stimulation. Since you enjoy a bit of fun mixed in with your lovemaking, you like being with a bedmate who amuses you. Hey, I like it. 
I'm picking up on it. Stylized. Oh, oh, oh. So funny. I I cannot be talking to any Aquarius, male or female, in the next few days because I won't be your card got pulled. Oh, this is funny. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna read it. <laughs> Stylized role-playing fantasies and sex games can add a touch of spice and glamour for your love life. Oh, Oh, no, 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 no. I better not, like, in the next couple of days be like, oh, so what, tell me, what's your sun sign to me, Aquarius? I'm going to be looking at you like, <laughs> you're into those um, role-playing fantasies, huh? That stuff we see on TV, that's you? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. You know, when you do this kind of stuff and you start to understand what people are and they tell you what their signs are, like the reading begins. Like, <laughs> oh my god, Mm-mm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, so it says Aquarius can be wildly passionate one night, yet seemingly disinterested dis- the next. Mm. Now, if you're dating an Aquarius, now you, I would say just now that you know that they're like that, now you know how to play it. And it's a game, right? It's a game. Ride that wave, right? But now you understand how they, so it says, Aquarius can be wildly passionate, passionate one night, seemingly disinterested the next. The romantic fantasy that got your sexual juices flowing last night may be the opposite effect today. Aquarians are generally freewheeling, open-minded, and sexually liberated. <clears throat> Yet, despite the touch of kinkiness in your makeup, you truly dislike outright vulgarity. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I was talking earlier about the makeup. Um. Yeah. I can, uh, yeah. Anyways, so it says, um, whereas hashing over your lustful intentions with your lover is a genuine turn on, turn on your turned, oops, excuse me, you're turned off by really crude or raunchy behavior. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and you know, that last sentence, don't, don't take that lightly either. Don't take that lightly. I think, you know, listen to it again. I know I got my little ad libs in there, or you can even buy the book, but I think that don't underestimate that last statement. It says, whereas hashing over your lustful intentions with your lover is a genuine turn on. Um, it says you're turned off by really crude or raunchy behavior. So yeah, this is, they don't like to be approached in a raunchy way. Um, they like to be approached with tact and, um, what was the other word? I got to go, you guys, uh, with tact and I'm not going to find it, but, but, um, yeah, they're not also going to be gravitated to a, a woman or man that t- 
tends to be raunchy in their behavior. So I hope that you enjoyed this. I'm glad I finally got around to it. Um, happy birthday to my Aquarius babies. Um, and just know why you're worth the chase and why we love you. Know what turns you on, what turns you off. Uh, like I said, it's going to be funny. Don't don't come in my comments and we're going to be on Zoom one day and you tell me you're an Aquarius. I'm going to imagine you role-playing. <laughs> But I won't tease you too much because you don't, you know, you don't like to be, I wouldn't say it's raunchy, but I, I won't put you too far out there. I might just do a little giggle and you already didn't know. I see you. <laughs> you're into your sex games and whatnot, but, but yeah. And I love, I think one of the things that I, I like too is that you're an idealistic. Um, you're not so much about, I think, you know, surface level or fluff you're really about what an idealistic um partner is about and you're also about um it has to make sense for you and that's okay and I think that the rest of us can learn from you right I think sometimes we go into these relationships and we'll explore the other signs and whatnot but you're the type that it has to make sense for you um before it gets into your heart space and um, allow yourself to have the conversations and to hear what the other person is saying and how they're showing up before you make that decision. And don't be afraid to send away an, um, a, a partner that you know doesn't match. We started off with Queen of Swords, cutting away things that no longer serve you, right? So love you, or I'm going to take off. I am your baby oracle. Peace. Ooh, we Aquarius. Listen, so I was over here eating my enchilada. So good. But I wanted to um just there was another song that came to mind. And it was um we talked about how to me, vibrant thing reminds me of you, Aquarius, because you're like outgoing eccentric. Um, but the second song that came up was um Let's Take a While by Janet Jackson. I think you should add that one to your playlist. And but when I was eating my enchilada, the other song that came up was "Listen" by um, by Escape, and she's like, um, "Now I have another song playing in the background, so I forgot the part that stood out to me." But she was like, uh, "I tried so very hard." to keep our love alive um but there's a part where she says um she talks about listening so yeah listen to that oh yeah she goes off by saying i'm still gonna upload this i don't care because i'm hungry i'm gonna go finish eating but she's like um uh, it just came to me how can we communicate oh yeah so she starts off what i need from you is understanding how can we communicate if you don't hear what i say that's so you like when i think about aquarius and you know the intellect wanting to be heard needing for it to make sense before you rush into things like that's the other song but uh while i was looking up the words to oh give me a second here y'all to um let's wait a while 
excuse me, by Janet Jackson. Another one that you might want to add to your playlist. It's a sexy one by TLC. Take Our Time. It's the TLC, the Crazy Sexy Cool album. That one has some like sexy stuff on there too. But that one, the Take Our Time, is playing in the background right now. And I love it. I love the lyrics for you if you're going to be romancing an Aquarius. Add this to the playlist because this will definitely speak to some of the things that they believe and how they communicate. But the let's take our time. And it's talking about that idealistic love. Remember, it's not so much about the flowers with them um, and, and the notes. It's about the super idealistic way that they present in a relationship. All right. So I'm going to sign off. Happy birthday again. Love you.